G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. When we think of drug addiction, we may be thinking of people who are hustling their next fix in a dark alley off a busy city street. But what about the challenging scenario of mothers who are facing their own challenges with alcohol and drugs and the consequences that that has for their young families? Well, some insights today into the way that young mothers might deal with their dependencies. The CEO of the organisation called Grace Homestead is Zoe Canori. She is a clinical psychologist and Grace Homestead is a residential drug and alcohol rehabilitation centre in the Lockyer Valley in southeast Queensland. It's a rehab and there's something special about it. Mothers are not separated from their children while they get free from their addictions. Zoe Canori, welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's great to be here. Zoe, let me ask you about mothers. I mean, motherhood is stressful and no doubt there are going to be different scenarios for each individual, but mothers and their addictions, how significant is it that mothers are facing challenges with drugs and alcohol? Yeah, look, addiction is all-consuming. So for any person um, suffering an addiction, it affects them socially, so they can withdraw from their family and their friends. They can often, um, their family can often feel helpless and sort of withdraw or just not, not know what to do. Um, for women, it affects them financially, so they're unable to hold down jobs and they can be stuck in this cycle of poverty um, and that often leads to criminal activity. Um, it affects their health, so everything from transmitted disease to heart failure and it affects the, the, the wiring in their brain. So even after they do stop using drugs or alcohol, it can take them years for their brain to sort of be able to experience positive emotion again. Um, and then for the children of these parents who have a substance use problem, they often receive inconsistent care from their parents, which can actually change the way that their brain develops as well and creates a range of issues later on. Um, and we know, so I, I've worked in a alcohol and drug setting um, where giving up a child to go into treatment was such a barrier for so many people. So they would refuse to go into treatment because they didn't want to give up their child. This is the challenge, isn't it? Uh, the idea of seeking help and weighing up the advantages and disadvantages of doing so. But for those mothers that choose not to seek help, they're doing their family a disservice. A lot of damage to children that happen in a family where there is any addiction, but particularly for mums who quite often have that primary care responsibility. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, but I guess putting ourselves in, in their position, the thought of giving up their child would be terrifying for them. Um, and so that they're in their minds with the best capacity that they have at the time are weighing up, or oh, I can't give up my child, so I'm just going to do the best I can as a mother in this circumstance and you know we're faced with this issue in Australia and we really need to be tackling it from a, a different point of view rather than treating this as a criminal problem like looking at this as a, 
um, a brain disease, a chronic relapsing disease, and these people just need support and to be given the best care, but also the opportunity to take their child with them into rehab. Because we know that parenting stresses are one of the biggest factors for relapse. We all know as parents that it's a stressful job. So why would we keep the parent and the child away from each other and hope for the best after? Why wouldn't we put them together in treatment and teach the mother about attachment and about caring for her child um, and give her the best opportunity to stay clean afterwards? Zoe, from what I'm aware, there's only a handful of facilities like yours where children are catered for while mum's getting better. Uh, Is this something that is a new innovation? Is it something that you would see as being necessary and there needs to be a lot more government-funded type programs like this? Yeah, absolutely. So there's been a little bit of research done overseas, but there's no real current research here in Australia. Um, So that's going to be part of what we're going to be doing is some research to show that this model of care um, will produce promising results. So lower relapse rates, higher self-efficacy following treatment and be able to present that and and make some more macro-level change around that as we go forward into the future. Tell us about Grace Homestead. I mean, it sounds just wonderful. It sounds, you know, picture perfect. I wonder whether you can describe it for us. (laughs) Picture perfect. Sounds great. Um, Look, so it was birthed following my time working in an alcohol and drug setting, and we do 60 minutes of therapy each week and send people back into their chaotic lives and expect them to get better Um, When some people, that's just not reality. They need a a wraparound service that provides high-quality care. Um, And we're doing that at Grace Homestead. So we're bringing um, the gold standard of substance use treatment, the gold standard of mental health treatment, and bringing that into the facility in a safe and a caring environment and giving these women the best opportunity for success. When you say a wraparound service, the highest quality care, you've got a team of people, uh, you yourself a clinical psychologist, but you've got social workers and medical teaching consultants and support workers. It takes quite a team to run what you're doing. It really does, and we've been really blessed with a great team of volunteers at the moment. So the women receive um, daily therapy, so a mix of individual and group therapy, and it's delivered by social workers and psychologists. Um, But we also have 24-hour staffing, so after therapy's finished, we can support these women to put their strategies into place to, you know, think about what they learned in the parenting program that morning and sort of apply it in the afternoon um, and just helping them to grow and helping them to build a good toolbox of strategies to help them cope. Zoe, how long does it take if someone is drug affected, alcohol affected? Uh, Because as I understand it, uh, the experience of addiction itself is very traumatic. Uh, What sort of time frame do you see for people who are coming to you with addiction issues from the beginning of rehab to, to getting out and actually being able to stand on their own? Yeah, look, so we're six months program and I think that's a nice piece of time that we can do some really good work at looking at the underlying causes for alcohol and drug use but of course it's different for everybody and we need to be mindful of a transition period afterwards so not just cutting them off at the six month mark but making sure that they've got good accommodation good support um, 
you know, some direction for our vocation and that they're able to come back to Grace Homestead and get therapy if they still need it. Um, I guess as a Christian, I know that God can set people free from addiction in a minute, but there's still a, a long process of restoration that needs to take place as well. So some people are lucky and, and you know, uh, are healed within a minute, um, but there's still a lot of work to be done. And Grace Homestead, is it set up like a home environment? I mean, for a lot of us, we might be picturing some sort of a, a cold, stark, clinical, hospital room type of environment. What sort of environment is it for mums who are going through this challenge? Yeah, so our vision was that when the women walk through the door, they go, wow, I'm really loved. Um, and we're sort of situated on um, a 1.5 acre piece of land in a cute little homestead and we've made their bedrooms really beautiful, um, you know, made little children's beds with beautiful pillows. We've just tried to make it so that they can see their worth there. Um, there is a vision sort of stirring of a 40-acre property somewhere, you know, with some horses and some crops and whatever else. Um, but at the moment we're just on a little piece of land and, you know, we've got cubby house and a trampoline and, and those sorts of things at the back. So it's run much like a normal household would be. Zoe, I know that there'll be some listening to our conversation today and they may not be going through the challenge themselves of alcohol or drug addiction, but they might know someone close to them and they're hearing about what you're doing and knowing that that's the sort of environment they'd like their friend or their loved one to be able to go to and not everyone will be in your vicinity. Are there different places like yours around Australia that offer the sort of services that you do? Um, look, there's a, I know there's a handful of them. I'm, um, I am less knowledgeable about their programs and the efficacy of the programs that they deliver. So we are um, striving not to be a therapeutic community per se, but a clinical program, and we will just have the benefits of the therapeutic community. Um, but there are some other ones around that they could sort of um, pursue. And I imagine that the first person that someone who has a drug addiction that they might share their addiction with would be their GP. Do you think that a lot of GPs have, you know, in their list of people that they make referrals to, that, that these sorts of facilities are front of mind for them? Um, yes. So we have a relationship with a lot of the GPs um, in our region, so they know about us. Um, we have a GP on our board and he um, is there because he knows that there is this need. Um, but I guess we just need to look at the, the larger issue in that there isn't enough funding in Australia for rehabilitation centres. You know, it's an ongoing problem. And when people finally get to that point where they go, okay, I want to get help, I'm going to go see my GP, and the GP rings a rehab and there's a six-month wait list, you know, we've kind of lost that, that opportunity for that person. Well, let me give the website so that listeners can check out what's happening at Grace Homestead. It's gracehomestead.org, gracehomestead.org. It's a rehab and something special about Grace Homestead where mothers are not separated from their children while they get free from their addictions. CEO Zoe Canori is a clinical psychologist from Grace Homestead. Zoe, honour you for the good work that you're doing and thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. It's been a pleasure.
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.